you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hello and welcome to the Friday Fun Show from around the NFL. That is definitely a working title. Your guide to week 11 and perhaps beyond. I'm Dan Hansis, joined by heroes, Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler. And I don't know if we've made it official yet, but I feel like Rachel Benetta is kind of a hero. She joins us again as well on the FFS. I'm honored. Thank you. I love that. <laughs> wow. Would it be wow. heroin though? Heroin versus I mean I you are a, a hero. Why do you have to why do you have to drag our I gender into well, it? We're a minute into the show and I've already caused an issue. Wild. Well Mark's been Wild. on the inside a while now and you know the gender discussion that's you know, a big part of the <laughs> cultural debate these days. You know, he's like the guy that comes out of prison. He gets his clothes back and he's got a leisure suit and a gold chain, you know, from the disco era at this point. Yeah. Catch up. It's 2022. <laughs> well, I will. <laughs> Good comeback, Mark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot to get to today. Uh, I'm very excited. Last week, Claybon came in off the top rope with a, a tremendous debut uh, for It's About Me. This week, it's the debut of Rachel. It's About Me, and I. who knows? Who knows what direction she'll take it? So excited about that. Uh, we are going to get you caught up to date on the latest injury news. We have a, a game that is being shifted uh, to the Motor City. Uh, we will have our fearless predictions, but first, let's talk about the game from Week 11 that has already been played. Thursday night in Lambeau. Oh, it's a Gravedigger special. Let's hit it. Henry throws. Touchdown, Titans! Henry took the handoff and then hit Hooper with a jump pass for a big sixer. Oh, man. Wow! Wow, wow, yes. Wow in Lambeau. Wow in Lambeau. (laughs) Mike Keith with the call with Dave McGinnis on Titans Radio. What a game. What a performance by the Tennessee Titans who just keep getting better. They win for the sixth time in seven weeks with a 27-17 win over the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. Did I even get that right, Justin? Is it six out of seven or seven out of eight? All right. Seven out of of eight. (laughs) Nice. All right. Anyway, so you have a great game from the offense. Ryan Tannehill has his... Uh, most productive day of the season, going on over 300 yards, two touchdowns, just one mistake. Otherwise, it was pretty brilliant. Derrick Henry didn't get it going on the ground, but he did everything else, including that touchdown pass you heard to Austin Hooper. And in general, um, Greg, this was a dominant effort, I thought, by the Titans, who just looked like the better team as the Packers, I, I guess, fade away. 
They are fading away. Not feeling bad about that fork anymore. This is just a Never mediocre a team. It, it's going to work out just fine uh, because of the schedule because they're playing good teams like the Titans, and they're not as tough. We got to give the Titans their flowers before you know digging that fork in a little more. I thought that was one of Ryan Tannehill's best games as a Titan. Five 30-plus yard plays uh, I think four of them traveled over 25 yards in the air. He had a couple great third and sevens, third and nines to keep the drives going. He had that dart for a touchdown to Austin Hooper. Don't sleep on Ryan Tannehill. You give him a little bit of protection, even against a good pass defense. They kind of attacked Green Bay in a way that most teams haven't this year, and they did it with Bobby Trees looking a little better. We're seeing some of these guys that tore ACLs in 2021 start to pick it up in the latter portions of this season. Maybe Robert Woods is doing that, and then Traylon Burks returns and caps it off with a big play at the end, and that was Mike Vrabel giving an old middle finger to his offensive coordinator in in Tennessee a couple years ago, Matt LaFleur, (laughs) because he remembers... The last time they played Green Bay in Lambeau and they threw a 50-yard bomb to Devontae Adams up like 33-17 or something like that at the end. And so he did it right back to his guy, Matt LaFleur. I loved it. But it was like as hopeless as this game was for Green Bay. (laughs) It was hopeful for Tennessee. I mean, they they kind of reversed some of their major issues. They've been playing essentially around the wide receiver position for months on end. And last night, you get a big game from Traylon Burks, Robert Woods, um, the 43-yard Burks like catch right out of the gate kind of showed you what they were going to be aggressive last night. It wasn't just Derrick Henry and nothing else. Um, I'm with you, Greg. I think like Ryan Tannehill may not be everyone's cup of tea, but if he's your kind of quarterback, I mean, I sat there just thinking like this is one of my favorite games of the year because of what the Titans do. And I'm thinking back to the Chiefs game. I, Mike Rabel, well, because you hate the Packers and this kind of well, buried the pa- them. So. I, it's honestly, <laughs> honestly, it's way more about the Titans. I think I'm I'm ready to say goodbye to the Packers and this. This didn't keep. You think I, after the after the Cowboys <laughs> game, everyone's like, "Oh, everything's fine now. It was just a mirage. The Packers are going to r- roll from here." Nonsense. The Packers have unfixable <laughs> issues, and it's a team like Tennessee that put the clamps on Patrick Mahomes a couple weeks ago. They match up defensively so well. They find a way to individually match up with every team they play. That is all Mike Rabel, who is a top three, top five coach in my book. Totally glanced over on that category. I love this, and I have a question for Gravedigger if he'll come back on the screen here. Gravedigger. I have been looking for a team to follow this year, and I've danced around <gasps> a couple options. No um, way. It is not going to be the Cleveland you won't. Browns. I am asking Gravedigger permission to be a Titans bandwagon fan for the rest no. of the season. If you will have me, I would jo- love to join you on this journey. On behalf of Titans Nation and Titans Twitter and all Titans fans everywhere, we would love to welcome no. you aboard, oh Mark. Welcome to tight, tighten up, baby. Let's go. You know, you hey, hey wow. Greggy, I know that um, Mark has given you a lot of heat about, you know, dropping the Patriots as soon as Tom Brady left. How about uh, Sessler moving away from the Browns at three and seven with Watson coming back? Hey, it's not I, uh, with I support it. I support it. He likes multiple teams. We don't have to take sports fandom so seriously that you can only enjoy one out of 32 teams. Do I think I agree. Mark Sessler is going to have his heart broken if they lose in the first round of the playoffs? No. So that's, part of, the, the next that's game. part of the thing. It's just <laughs> like a fun little thing. You know? it's a fun little thing. He's just bad luck. Uh, dare, dare I say this, guys? The Titans, like 
I don't even want to use this word because it, it's going to creep me out. The Titans looked like sexy last night. Ooh, they were playing like, like sexy football. Do you remember? I think it happened in the second quarter. Ryan Tannehill, like all of a sudden, is just like running up to his guys. And he, he he's just like scattered and he's looking to the sideline being like, like, stop the game. Something's happening. Something's wrong. And then all of a sudden, the ball gets snapped to Derrick Henry. He flies over. They get a first down. That's sexy. I don't know what he was about. The I love why, is it, why is it when you say sexy, it sounds so terrifying? Tannehill's a field thespian. And that moment was perfect. I love well, I, you, like, I mean, oh not God, to make light of, of the issue. Lives. Yeah, not to make light of the issue, but Todd, Todd Downing, the offensive coordinator, got a DUI last night. Um, not uh, sexy. Not after sexy. the game, no, and you know, I was texting a little bit with Gravedigger this morning. It's like he was probably celebrating too hard because that was a brilliant game plan that he unfurled, oh. filled with fun trick plays and all this other stuff. That everything worked. Like everything worked against the Green Bay uh, defense, and like. You know, one thing I'll, I'll push back on a little bit. Obviously, the Packers are pretty much done now unless they got the really got the Eagles next week. Um, but they, the game was there for, for it to be go down to the last second. And mm-hmm. Rodgers went back to missing just yeah. open receivers in huge spots in the fourth quarter. There were multiple possessions where they were set up to cut this game down to a, a field goal. Uh, get get it back to a one score game. The defense had a couple stops in the fourth quarter and Rodgers killed him. And I also thought that, you know, at one point Herb Street was letting Rodgers off the hook because on the last drive, which was kind of doomed anyway, they just didn't have enough time and they burned their timeouts bizarrely with five minutes to go. Um, you know, there was a play where the receivers kind of all went deep and didn't come back to Rodgers. And he took the sack that kind of ended the game and and Herb Street made a point to just kill the receivers for not being on the same page as their quarterback in a scramble drill. And it was like, whatever, dude, maybe that was not the greatest moment for those receivers. But I thought Aaron Rodgers, as brilliant as he was the previous week with everything right on target, again, was doing what he's done so much this season, which is just miss throws that should be money in the bank. And that really jumped out to me in this game. Do you think that I, really- I do think the thumb has a little something to do with it? I get that in Dallas, he was precise. But you're talking about a, a snow flurry addled Green Bay night. I think your joints, your hands can change a little. I don't know. Just a, Ooh. I mean, he, maybe, he's but he started the game so well. There. Mm-hmm. It was like a lot of Rodgers games. It was erratic. Like the first two and a half quarters, I would say he looked ferocious. They didn't ask him to do as much. You know, they it, it, they still were running the ball up. But he looked great for two and a half quarters that, you know, I think the Titans were playing good defense. And then you're right. In the fourth quarter, they got four chances to make a drive and make that a game. That was the the first time of the game. The Packers defense actually stood up, kept getting the ball back, got an interception off Tannehill. And he went eight for 16 for 60 yards in those four drives. And that last drive you mentioned, Dan, where they got the ball back with about five minutes to go. And they just took like three minutes to go about 20 yards. And there was no hurry. And there's the missed throws and miscommunication. And I know I'm a Patriots fan, but I just was thinking like Tom Brady would not have that drive. It just like things would not be so disorganized. And that's where Aaron Rodgers needs to take control. And it just like he doesn't have that this year. I think if there's one like positive thing that we could take away for the Packers from last night is that Aaron actually like took responsibility for the game going poorly. Like for once this season, he wasn't like, I don't have anybody to throw to. Maybe we should bench these guys and start some other guys. The wrong guys are out there. Like he was just like, that was my fault. 
Jay- so, wait till McAfee. I also don't think they're as bad as the Packers. <laughs> tune in on Tuesday. The Packers beat writers are talking about them. They're not going to win another game this year, and they're like one of the worst teams. I'm like, no, they're just one of those teams that are in Spoiled. every game and find a way to lose. They're like a slight, they're a better version of the Raiders. So they, they could beat anyone. They could beat the Eagles next week, but they're not going to beat enough teams. To, to I understand why. I so I obviously, how do you, how could you not understand it? Cause you went from Favre to Rogers in these last 20 some odd years. Uh, but there is certainly, you know, uh, the fan base and the media as well, that just doesn't know how to process a season like this. Like in the past, whenever a, a Packers season has kind of gone this way. It's one of those years typically where Rodgers is hurt and banged up. So just for them to just not get it done, um, I think there, it's been a rude awakening. And and just to echo what you said, Mark, you have Rabel. I think everyone has always been in agreement. Yeah, he's a good coach. He's done a great job for them. And, you know, I know we're all celebrating right now that the Titans here in, in late November, but they don't have a great track record uh, in January. Um, I'd like to see them take that next step as a team against the top competition. Uh, but he really does deserve so much more credit than he gets. Like he should be in that conversation uh, as a top five coach. I think he's proving it year after year. They take things off the table from him and he just adjusts like a Belichick, the guy that he played under and finds a way to make it work by the time the season hits uh, the stretch run. I think it's interesting. If so many of these Patriots coaches that go elsewhere, obviously flounder, um, they're, I, it's almost like they're, it's, that's a question of why, I mean, from Romeo Cornell to Josh McDaniels, it's like they're mystifyingly inept at, at head coach, uh, the head coaching role, but Vrabel, who did not have the traditional go through all the other, other steps with new England, like he is the most Belichickian, um, offshoot there mm-hmm. is that I, and I know Greg, you mentioned that before, but I, I just see that like the way that chiefs game, I know they lost. It was a heartbreaker. It's like, that was the turning point for me. Not last night. It's just like, no matter who they play. They find a way to create total befuddlement for the offense they're dealing with. And it's like they are missing a ton of guys on that side of the ball, and it doesn't ever seem to matter. I think that's great coaching. Right, because he doesn't try to be Belichick. He's his own guy, and he's very totally charismatic leader and his own dude. But in the way that they approach games and that they create game plan specifics, especially on defense week to week and adjust it and then can overcome their shortcomings. Like last night, their center is 270 pounds. He's barely heavier than... Derrick Henry, and they're missing their their Pro Bowl type center with Ben Jones, and he's getting killed all game. But they just kind of work, they always work around these things. I think he does a really good job, like Belichick, like that. Did I ever tell you guys the story of one time I went to a, a club, which I don't do, uh, and Vrabel was there, and he had just bought a horse, and the horse won this like big race. It was maybe <laughs> Where top was five this? weirdest Where? experiences. Um, it was at a Gronk party after the Super Bowl or b- before the Super Bowl last year. You know, we know. we've we've covered we've many some... league events over the years, and uh, Derek, I would say Mike Vrabel is in the club of head coaches that know how to have fun when you spot them out. Uh, all the time. agreed. Yeah, I know Greg yeah. has seen a few things uh, that he will not disclose on this show. Why wouldn't he? You don't think he's on, loyal Greg. to the show? Be like me. There was tell, no. Tell there was it was there was a strange thing that you know something. <laughs> you guys know the story. I'm yes. No, we don't it. need to share that one. But uh, <laughs> it's fun. Can I hear it after. Uh, yes. All right. Let's uh, before we move on to um, Rachel's big platform, let's check in with the viewers again. Live stream every Friday. Not next week, by the way. Not next week. We have um, <laughs> it's a Thanksgiving post Thanksgiving. We're going to be recapping the three games on Thanksgiving um, on Friday next week in the morning. It will go out as a regular podcast, but then we'll be right back the week after and for the rest of the year. This from Graham. 
16.66% G. <laughs> Stay like strong, that. Mark. The UK fan base stands with you. We will get you out of that penitentiary. Oh. I don't think people get it. Like I, It's like a letter-writing campaign. <laughs> it's, um, again, like endless reading of novels, lifting weights, um, a very compact, uh, recognizable, predictable di- like diet. It's fantastic. And again, let's, let's keep it real here. It is not a penitentiary. No. It is a Greenwich, Connecticut reform center that features oh. tennis. Yeah, you're allowed to do courts. things that, you, that would surprise the average civilian, I promise. Can I ask you guys, have you ever gotten um, one of those emails that's like, oh, so-and-so's trying to send you an email from jail? <laughs> no, no, actually. I get those that, multiple times a year. I think it's one of those things like multiple. girls have to deal with a lot of stuff that guys don't even know about. Yeah. You're getting emails I don't know. They jail. can get podcasts in jail. You guys don't know that. You can. There is um, a vibrant um, avenue out there to have uh, female jailed pen pals if you, went to, if you wanted to go down that road, if you were a certain lonely I individual. Don't. I've seen that. I've seen that out there. If I'm if I'm gonna dabble in that area, I'll start with the toe picks. I'm not gonna go straight to like writing letters to jail, you know. And that seems like I think it's no, one of the more freedom. curious um, human um, storylines. The women who do reach out to the guy that's a serial killer of women uh, in jails and then marry the guy through in you know jail. become pen- yeah. yeah in jail. Like what what is going on? What was going on with the relationship with your dad uh, years earlier? Let's uh, move yeah. on. What else we got? The ultimate bad boy. <laughs> uh, AV mail. If Twitter goes down, do the heroes have alternate ways of communicating mm. their real time game watching thoughts to us, the fans? I did. I have to say, because uh, apparently Elon Musk, who now owns Twitter, had shut down the, the building and its operations last night. And it's just funny seeing everyone clutching their pearls and like, oh, my God, it's it's finally over. Well, if this is the end, I just want to say it's been a great time with all you guys. All right. Everybody just and follow me on TikTok. Just relax. Right. No one has anyone clicked follow on those extra places to follow. It'll be fine. Twitter is going to stick around. And and I saw one tweet that was kind of like, this was amazing, but I'm definitely not chasing this elsewhere. Like if, if this ever, <laughs> no, I don't believe I don't this, this will again. end. But yeah, like it, it, it was fun. It was a unique time, uh, I mean, but I have no pe- doubt it's sta- sticking around. And there are people way smarter than me that would can explain why it would make sense for Elon Musk, I guess, hypothetically to buy Twitter for $70 billion and then just shutter it. Um, but you know what? Like, I don't care to even know what the explanation is. I'm sure Twitter's going to still be here a year from now. Uh, don't hold it. Don't hold me to that, but don't even worry about it. There's a lot of, there's a lot of more important things in the world going on. What else? Eric Blazel has the NFL become a league where winning becomes a war of attrition. The healthiest teams tend to be winning as teams unless they can be coached through it. A la Vrabes. Uh, duh. Rachel. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's part of the game. It's a brutal game. It helps. Although there's like a million examples of teams overcoming it. One of those Patriots teams, the Eagles that year, they won the Super Bowl, had lost like seven starters. So it's all unpredictable. It helps. (laughs) If you're healthy, like you should play a man down because that's not fair. Yeah, exactly. It's Eric. I think building a roster with depth will always whatever the sport is help you well because it is a physical game samwise Ganja. <laughs> samwise Ganja. uh will josh allen throw more picks against the browns than mark has shirt buttons done up uh, yeah how again many, mark you are in shirts? a reform center you got to be careful there maybe take it up a button just did somebody steal your buttons i have total freedom to dress as i wish in this reform center is uh money in jail just buttons and you you just have to like 
Yeah, what is <laughs> get currency? Rid, get rid of them. And yeah, you're close to the answer there. I also, I, to be ciggies? totally transparent, there is a human being um, outside a nearby window, leaf blowing at a decibel level that I can't even hear what you guys are saying. I'm wishing he will go find mm. a new place to uh, tend to the, to the Well, grass. I guess that's the downgrade of having a, a huge it. leafy courtyard for uh, your um, time outside of the cell. All right, anything else or should we get to it? All right, last one. Felicia ba Barker asks, question I've been meaning to ask for weeks but keep missing the show. Should the Raiders have made Basaccia the full-time head coach? Yes, of course, Basaccia, Jeff Basaccia. He was... The man who took over for John Gruden after Gruden uh, resigned or was fired uh, in disgrace after those emails went public. Uh, that was a pretty crazy slash shady storyline in general. Um, and then he helped lead the Raiders to the playoffs. Greg, should he have kept the job in retrospect? No, because that felt like fool's gold. They were winning these crazy games. And more importantly, like that would mean just keeping the whole operation. And I... I enjoy um, our former colleague Mike Mayock's work, you know, as a as a media member. But you know, those those draft picks and his moves are kind of why they're in this position. So, I'm scared. <laughs> All right, it's time for. <laughs> Stupid. Um. All right. Without further ado, Rachel Benetta. It is. It's about me. Okay. Um, Thanksgiving is next week, right? Everyone's used to sitting down at the table, going around, saying what they're thankful for. Not me. I want to tell you guys what I am unthankful for at this very moment. I suggest you all try it. Okay. Some things could be interesting with your family members. Number one. I am unthankful for the fact that DK Metcalf can eat bags and bags of sugar, but when I do it, I'm going through a dark time. Not okay. <laughs> People that don't pull their cars up all the way when you're parking on the side of the street and you don't pull your car up to the next car, you're selfish. Okay? Love it. Uh, you're Restaurants that don't bring you bread. You want me to starve? Mm. Uh, no, no, no. Um, people that ask to share gum, buy your own gum, okay? Um, You're not poor. You can afford some gum. You're not having any of mine. Um, I'm uh, unthankful of the uh, fact that Tom Brady didn't look at me once, even though I kept on saying, Tom, over here! Tom! Over here! Tom! <laughs> Tough sitch. Not once. Um, and finally, coffee is better in Europe, and we live in America. And I'm very unthankful for that. Interesting. <laughs> That's it. All right. How about this? You were both in England. And I know we have a lot of UK listeners and wonderful job, Rachel, in your debut. Thank you. Um, a lot of UK listeners. I felt they had a little bit of like, you know, that uh, that meme of the guy walking with his girlfriend and he's looking back at the other girl. A little bit of that with Germany last week uh, because yeah. everybody was yeah. so excited about Germany. Yeah. Um, Germany v. England coffee Germany yeah mm. yeah I really um you guys still got tea over there yeah I really loved tea. that um that it's about me but I also like the idea I, I was imagining myself as the guys in the 
what is it, the House of Commons in the UK who either like go, huh, huh, or moo, boo, to everything <laughs> that the other people says, say, we should just do that. Um, I think that that's a fun thing to try at Thanksgiving dinner. Everyone, whenever you're thankful your family, da, 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 da. it can get spicy. Well, let's I try the unthankful force. Yeah, you're zigging when the when it's it's the week of like, let's write down our list of what we're grateful for and everything. So it's like, you know what? Yawn. Like it's I like what you did there. You took it to a different energy. And by the way, like I had my sports lock of the week on this show a week ago that either you or Colleen would get a selfie with Tom Brady. So the fact that he just flat out ignored you um, and Heisman you in that to that severe level is is bothersome to me. Do you think he heard you? I was literally screaming at the top of my lungs. He <laughs> well, I know seen, he's a little bit elderly. He might be hard of hearing, uh-huh. but not well, that where hard. Where was one? Where were you exactly? Like I, I need I to. I was on just... the sideline, my guy. Hmm. I can feel the steam from his jacket. You know. Okay. He he's used to people just kind of yelling at him and ignoring <laughs> them, but I think that that's what he did. I don't like it. I will say it was very cool to to see him play in person. Wish yeah. he caught that ball. That would have been. And I love that Germany was in on the joke. Like when Tom Brady dro- er, tripped, uh, everyone just started laughing. And I was just like, <laughs> we're all having fun here. We're friends. It, uh, it does feel, it feels like, I think maybe because you're, because um, we've done the trip obviously overseas several times now, when you're in that stadium and you're sharing this American game and uh, everyone's enjoying it together. It definitely has a communal feel that's just a little bit different. Um, mm-hmm. That, uh, yeah, it's a vibe. Well, there say. was they they put this like man up on the jumbotron, and he had his shirt off, and he had like two sausages, and like was just like, <laughs> and I'm like, we're all the same. We're the exact same. I'm basically in America right now. Uh, let's uh, check back in with the viewers before we get to our. Uh, Update on week 11. How disappointed are you? The Bills game was moved out of Buffalo. That from Lucid Dre 4M. Mark, I'm going to throw this one to you. I drafted this game, but I think we're on the exact same page here. Well, so I, you know, I tweeted about this a couple times and I'm getting comments back. You don't understand like the civic side to this and the transportation of getting people to. I, I, I do not not understand that. I understand where you're coming from. I don't want anyone to be struck by thunder. You're not engaging with those idiots, are you? No, no. I mean, I just yeah. I see that it's like sort of a like a you're up on your your uh, soapbox telling me what I should feel about a snow game um, just from a natural uh, concept of like watching um, this game unfold in Buffalo in a thunder snow scenario with like natural lighting coming from the heavens and to both teams struck running like the same play on the ground over and over. Um, I wanted to see it. I just really wanted to see it. I think it's this time of year. It was beautiful to see flurries fall in Lambeau last evening it's that it's it's suddenly like in the last week or two we're getting weather games and this was an opportunity for like a visual feast and now it's going to go into a dome in detroit i it's it's also what they did with it um take it somewhere that can challenge us from from a beauty angle you're taking it to the dome in detroit i cannot i don't i'm not involved i don't i don't i no longer care what else do we got you gave me more than i expected mark uh, Mike Aguire for Dan, which QB would you rather have on the Jets next year, Carr or Jimmy G? Uh, Derek Carr, definitely. I think Carr just has a higher ceiling. I don't know about Jimmy Did G. Did you like the theatrics? Fake tears. Calling now. Hot take. Who, Derek Carr? Yeah. Uh, he's an emotional guy. I like that too. And I like that he has a bizarre accent that cannot Ooh. be placed by any, <laughs> you any seem, linguistic You seem skeptical. Expert. I haven't heard this take this week of the car emotions. Watch, watch it back. Watch it back. It's, give, it's giving Oscar buzz is all I'm saying. 
Interesting. That's coming from an actress, so like this. That. Rachel will not be appearing on Total Access with David Carr anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> Anything else there, Gravedigger? John Case question. When will you guys apologize to Tua? Uh, oh, we've been giving Tua credit like for weeks. I'm not listening to that. Catch up. Why why did why is it so important to people that like everyone else loves their players as much as then? And I and I um for the record, we I feel like I was higher than consensus on Tua all of last year saying like he he's solid. He's solid. And now he's playing amazing. What what do you want? No, I think they're I think they're not saying it's not just why don't you like him as much as I do? It's people like me and many others who outright doubted his ability to, you know, play the guitar. And he certainly has. Uh, but I would say to John Case or Josh Case, just enjoy it, man. Don't worry about anybody else. Just live it, man. Enjoy it. Live it life. All right. Let's now move on to the Greg Rosenthal Week 11 Injury Minute presented by AcraShore, a disturbingly inefficient mall Santa screening service. <laughs> uh, I'm watching these updates as they're coming in. Lamar Jackson missed practice Friday, but what? it's with an illness. And John F- Harbaugh believes he will be starting on Sunday. So it's not a major concern. Also, Mark Andrews is a uh, game time decision on Sunday, but it's trending in a good direction. Gus Edwards also looking like he will probably return. DJ Reader's back for the Bengals. Their big nose uh, tackle. That's good news. Zeke is going to be back, according to Jerry Jones. Although Jerry Jones, sneaky, not a reliable injury information <laughs> source, but he says he's back. In the same... Why is he doing injury reports? I mean, he does it on this radio uh, every Friday morning. Good source. He also says Demarcus Lawrence will play, who hasn't practiced. So, uh, Jamar Chase, by the way, in that Bengals game, still out. Matthew Stafford practicing, expected to start. Jerry Judy has not practiced this week. I wouldn't expect to see him, at least as of uh, Thursday. Cole Komet returned to practice. Probably going to play for the Bears. A.J. Terrell, the best uh, cornerback, uh, maybe player on the Falcons, uh, is back in practice. Minka Fitzpatrick is returning for the Steelers. DeAndre Swift is practicing in full for the first time in a while, so maybe he'll get more than 10 snaps. Uh, Marquise Brown, a little bit of practice in Arizona. Kyler Murray also appeared to kind of really test out his hamstring in front of media in a more aggressive way than he did a week ago. That one might be updated by the time you hear this, so who knows. Juju Smith-Schuster hasn't practiced. He's in concussion protocol. McCole Hardman is on injured reserve. David Njoku appears like he will be back for Mark's former team, the Browns. And uh, that's all for you, Akrasher. Wow. Did you have something to add, Rachel, to the Akrasher injury minute? (laughs) Um, that I, I would like to be their spokesperson. <laughs> That's it. You got to sell it. Oh, I, I could. It. I could. Oh, my gosh. My audience would love it. I could make so much content. Please hire me to be your brand ambassador. <laughs> Maybe Rachel could introduce is. that segment every week now. You know, with the special is it player. like like the, the cans of like um, smoothie? That like no. make you feel full? Well, I don't think so. I think it's been explained each week what it is. Yeah. You just gotta I'm pretty you know, sure listen. it's changed every single time I've been <laughs> it's on a diverse it's a diverse brand. I think you know how they have um kind of baby boomer um celebrities that show up um selling life insurance, like airing and commercials that air in the middle of the afternoon on NFL network and mm-hmm. other channels. I think that could be your lane on this. Um mm. ah. midday 
uh, infomercial shorts about Acura shorts. Or middle of the night when you like or middle of the night. wake up on the couch like, oh my God, I fell asleep on the couch. There I am. <laughs> I don't know how many zeros are on that contract, but it does, it gets you out there and that's, that's we half can talk. the battle. <laughs> Let's talk. <laughs> All right. It's time now for our fearless predictions. But before we give our predictions for this week, let us go over what we had last week. Week 10 predictions. Mark, a player is forcefully kicked. Uh, I'm sure Tom Brady tripping someone could be discussed. Ah, it's in that world. world. I don't think a trip is a kick, but I'm staying out of that. Mm. Tony Romo starts weeping out of happiness because Patrick Mahomes um, does something great. Colleen Colleen and or Rachel get a selfie with Tom Brady. Mm. 0 for 3. DH. Uh, Aaron Donald has multiple sacks and at least one forced turnover. He didn't do anything. The Rams didn't do anything. No show. They gone. Uh, Greg Rosenthal, a second international chant of Gino, Gino. That's a ding. I heard it. Big fourth quarter and a a losing effort, but I did hear it. Did you hear it, it, Rachel? Yeah, it was was just me. I heard it. It was faint. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, you got, did you guys collude on that? Claybon, more than 47 points scored between Niners and Chargers. They scored 38 combined. So there you go. Uh, let's mix it up. Mark, get us going with a fearless prediction. Okay, I have a, a, a rash of them. Um, I'll be quick. One, the Jets drop a 40-burger on the godless <gasps> Patriots, and Zach Wilson cannot be talked about as a player, the Jets simply dance around. He makes a bunch of big boy throws in this game and turns Bill Belichick's smile upside down. Uh, number two, Greg texts Ian Rappaport three times by Sunday morning. Ian is sluggish to respond. Greg must learn the method of cat and string technique when bugging insiders. <laughs> uh, number three, this is a hazy vision. Um, I think this will happen, if not this week, this happens to me sometimes in the next coming weeks, but I'm going to say in a week 11 game, a toddler slash child in the crowd will play a pivotal role in some fashion. I don't know what I, that's as much as I can tell you about that. Um, and the final <laughs> one, um, there will be an unexplained light either a beam of light or a strange <gasps> unsourced glow above Estadio Azteca in Mexico City at some point during Niners Cardinals. Scary. Greg. All right. I'm uh, keeping this one simple. I'm saying that the team of around the league, team of ATL, goes to the Meadowlands and romps over the Giants and we're singing the... ATL theme song with gusto on Sunday night. All He's of us? He's got to win. He's got to win. Wow. I love that. All of us? Um, well, Mark probably won't, but we will sing it with gusto, me and you, Dan. <laughs> Rach. Okay, this is hilarious because we actually talked about this earlier, but my prediction is that the Jets win, but... Twitter is down, so Dan is not going to be able to tell anybody how excited he is about it. I love it. And that's going to be really hard for him to take. Does he create a TikTok account on Sunday? <laughs> I, I think it might happen. will not create a TikTok account. Well, now I feel a little weird because I did want to touch on that game as well, but we've, we're hitting it pretty hard in the, the prediction segment here. Well, what's your prediction? Well... I've been ruminating on this Jets Patriots rivalry uh, in 2022, and no, it has really? 
It has. You might be surprised to know that. It was your about It's About Me last time, that that was the game that would decide the right. future. Well, that's part of what I want to talk about, because what is it about the Patriots, uh, Greggy, this, this fallen empire, this erstwhile dynasty, organization of gradual decline that still inspires so much fear and intimidation? It's not the Jets players, and it's not the front office or the coaching I think I think it's about me. I think it's about me and all the other Jets fans that have gone through Vietnam for 20 years. So, starting right now, that's in the past. We do the old Dan Campbell move from Hard Knocks. You shake out the pants. You get all that dirt out of there. Rid ourselves of those ghosts. So on Sunday, there is no more fear for Jets fandom. Sunday, we leave the past where it belongs. Sunday... Jets fans, welcome anew tomorrow on Sunday. Fuck it. On Sunday, the Jets will go to Foxborough and kick fucking ass. Whoa! There is your fearless prediction. Oh my goodness. (gasps) Oh, he's out. He's gone? You can just do that? If we, if I knew we could do that, I would have done that a long time ago. Oh, I just very, pretended uh, that my laptop died last time. Yeah, Derek Carian. He gone. I don't think he's coming back. You guys should just finish out the show. <laughs> and with All that, right. uh, we thank Dan Hansis, Rachel Bonetta, Justin Graver, Mike Vrabel. <laughs> we don't thank uh, that offensive coordinator in Tennessee. But until yeah. Sunday... I don't think you thanked me, Greg. That's very on brand. Oh, Mark. I think he did that on purpose. That is utterly absurd. Mark did. You know what's funny is. How about I'll handle the closeout host duties next time? Dan's probably just standing literally right next to the camera. Oh, he's going to see. He wants to see how this all unfolds. Just like. Heed the call. A bit pathetic. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.